It's the Real Estate Podcast, across every state, city and town of Australia. And welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Podcast, available on iHeartRadio every morning and also on Spotify and Apple and wherever you get your podcast from. It's another Saturday. Yes, the weekend is here again, the last weekend for July. We will never be here again, the 30th day. And coming up, we are talking with PRD. Chief Economist Asti Martiasmo. It's been a crazy, crazy week, so we'll take a look at some of the main talking points and good luck right across this weekend with any property viewings and negotiations. Fingers crossed that you get the right outcome today. If you are celebrating your birthday, happy birthday. You are celebrating it today with Hilary Swank. She is turning 47. Of course, she starred in the Clint Eastwood movie Million Dollar Baby, a great film where she played the role of her life. Arnold, I'll be back, Schwarzenegger. He is on the birthday list today. He's turning 74 years old. And from Friends, Lisa Kudrow, she is turning 58. It's your weekend real estate breakfast, a serial-sized podcast about what's happening in your local backyard every Saturday morning on The Real Estate Podcast. Grab your coffee and switch on your real estate breakfast every weekday morning from 6.30. It's the main centre forecast with propertybuyer.com.au. And let's check on your weather around Australia. First, we go to Sydney expecting a fine day, a high of 15 degrees. Melbourne, also the sunshine for your Saturday morning, expecting a top of 14 degrees. Brisbane, also sunshine with blue skies and 20 degrees. And the odd city out is Perth, expecting some showers today and your high of 17 degrees. We are just as addicted to property as you are. Every weekday morning from 6.30. Well, there is a lot going on this week. Never a dull moment. Treasurer Jim Chalmers this week saying inflation is expected to reach 7.75% later this year, creating further pain for Australians, which Chalmers backed up by saying that the rate hikes and global slowdown will put pressure on Australia's economic growth, although Treasury is not forecasting a recession. So let's bring in PRD Chief Economist Asti Mari Asmo, and great to have you back, Asti. Hello, good morning. How are you? Yeah, I'm pretty good. Saturday morning, so I guess the weekend is here. At least we can sort of relax for a couple of days eh? with what has been a rather hectic and busy week. Definitely. Um, Look, I think it's all been exacerbated by the fact that Parliament is sitting as well this week in terms of what Parliament is thinking about doing to tackle cost of living, to tackle climate change. A lot of the things that we're all talking about right now, you know, inflation, everything. And like I said, with Parliament sitting, you just never know what might be introduced next week. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. What is happening next week? Well, maybe a little bit of a hint. It might include a bit of a rise, do you think? Look, Tuesday is definitely, um, here we call it, in my office anyway, in the research team, we call it cash rate party day. It probably sounds wrong to say that it's party, but it's more sort of like all of us literally refreshing F5 at 2.30pm on a Tuesday to see what the RBA is going to be doing or what it is that they've decided. 
And so there is definitely that nail biting kind of, you know, are we going to have a breather? Who knows? Maybe the weekend (laughs) breather might, you know, go a little bit longer if they're going to give us a breather of like a stable cash rate or if it is going to go up, then whether it is going to be 25 or 50 or 75 basis points. I think a 75 basis points is going to be quite extreme and I will say that it will have a very high ripple shock event, you know, throughout all of our people and our economy if that does happen. I think you are an optimist absolutely if you think that there's no uh, cash rate rise coming on Tuesday. And But I think you're right. I think that there could be, there's a possibility, I, th- I think without doubt it's going to be another 50 basis points, but there is a strong possibility that it could be 75, without a doubt in my mind. I think at this point, because the predictions when it comes to inflation is as high as it is, USA, even though they didn't fully announce it, they announced that their national accounts were in the negative for two quarters in a row, which puts them in a technical recession. Our own treasurer have said, you know, 7.7, like you've just said, by the end of the year, um, inflation data came out at 6.1. And so there is definitely that pressure, I suppose, to try and get inflation under control. And the RBA has been put under review. You know, Jim Chalmers announced it late last week um, that they are going to be under review on how they manage their monetary policy, inflation, their governance, the structure of their board, and that he would like the report and the recommendations by March 2023. And so there's, you know, we might think that March is still quite a long way, but in reality, it considering Christmas and everything, there's about six, seven months away. Yes, good points. And of course, the Treasury has announced that it will be a 32-year high if it hits that 7.75% in December. Aussies have the rising cost of living, as you mentioned, including food, fuel and energy and interest rate hikes, of course. And the fear that I said the other day is that the Ukraine war is such an unpredictable aspect to this whole inflation crunch at the moment and that Putin has become this global disruptor. I keep on saying it's nail-biting, but it is because every day there just seems to be something new going on Um, and, you know, new allies or new declarations of whether it's support or whether it's condemnation. And it is right that the war does impact many people and many businesses without them even acknowledging it or without even them realizing it. And that can be anything in terms of the supply of a goods or a service, particularly for us here in Australia, construction material and anything else that we import um, from other countries, because anything that happens because of the war will also impact free trade agreements. It will impact all of the ins and outs of transport and freight. And it's not just what the war is doing. China is still having their zero COVID policy as well. And so the combination between the two does wreak havoc on the supply chain globally. Yes. And what are you predicting around the job market, given that jobs now might start to go a little bit negative? 
This is a very interesting one because if you look at seek.com right now, there are so many jobs being advertised. And I know in my in our own office, for example, we have two vacancies that we have not been able to fill for the past four to six weeks. And I know that there's a lot of other executives and a lot of other managers and HR managers who are scratching their heads as to where they're going to be able to find people. But at the same time, we are getting more return residents from overseas coming back into Australia. Um, international students have definitely increased. We're up to 120,000 this year. And the same thing with overseas long-term stay visitors who are coming back into Australia in droves. And so, you know, the numbers for that have increased from around four or 5,000 last year to up to 150,000 this year. And because of that, we'll start to see some of it translating into our job market, which is why, you know, we might start to see that sort of negative growth in the sense that there's less jobs around. But overall, though, if we compare it to say about 12 months ago, there is actually still more jobs on the market. And at the moment, even though it may seem that there's going to be less jobs because there's less people, it's about the, sp- the specific skills and specific industry that actually need people who are experienced and people who have the skills and have um, the relevant qualifications and relevant experience. And that's the part that is still quite hard to find right now in Australia. Yes, and sticking with the job market, because there is quite positive, there's a lot of positivity in and around it. Households, of course, won't feel any of the benefits of higher wages because inflation is going to cancel that out, which is a real shame because, you know, thinking about those mortgage repayments, I mean, that's when you really need to see that flow on. It's very true. I mean, you know, the wage growth, uh, you know, the RBA released their data on wage growth and we're sitting at, you know, anywhere where most people are getting about two to two and a half percent wage increase. But as we know, inflation is at 6.1. That does cancel each other out, you know, in the sense that you might see that there's an extra, say, $100 or $200 a week in your pay, but then you also have to spend that same amount for fuel or for food or to pay your mortgage. And I think if it's one aspect of your life where the increase of costs have gone up, like, for example, just fuel or, you know, just the mortgage, for example, then our households would be more, you know, they can actually handle that better. But at the moment, it's as if if a household income and their disposable income is being attacked in six or seven different aspects, maybe even more. And that's where the household budget will start to crumble. Well, as I said before, it's been a really hellish, crazy kind of a week. And I will leave it there, Asti. You go away and enjoy your Saturday, enjoy your weekend. And thanks for coming on to the Real Estate Podcast this morning. Thank you so much for having me. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast.